Hey, it's Chunk Man. And on the line here, I have a uh, very special guest, somebody that I've been wanting to have on the show for a long time. He's an old friend. Um, you guys know him from his long career as bassist for bands like Quiet Riot and House of Lords and Alice Cooper and many, many, many others. He's also the 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 brains behind the ultimate jam night here at the Whiskey A Go-Go on Tuesdays in Hollywood. I have Chuck Wright. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. Great to hear your voice again. It's uh, It's been a little while since I've seen you, but it's always good to hear you. Well, congratulations on, I know, you know, again, you and I being longtime friends, we've been kind of talking about this for a while, and this year you have come up with just this fantastic solo record. It's called Chuck Wright's Sheltering Sky, and I don't know, there's just so many things that I want to be able to say about it because it's just there's so many different avenues that it goes on. And that's my favorite kind of record. One that covers all these different bases of music um, from rock. You've got bits of Celtic folk on it. You've got just soulful things. You've got, you know, songs with a message. There's so many different things and it's so well recorded, you know, Um, I just, congratulations first off on just an excellent record. You know, firstly, I never intended to do a solo album. It's just due to the pandemic and, and uh, being, sh- you know, everybody was shut in. I had the opportunity to actually sit down and compose. I've been so busy with running ultimate jam night. And then also on the road with quiet riot on weekends, I, I, you know, I didn't really have time to sit down and compose music like I was doing in the past with bands like house of Lords and actually quite right too on the QR three album. But, um, so I just, you know, I just started writing music that I wanted to listen to, music that I like. And mm-hmm. I, I never, I didn't have a, a, a record label at the time or a producer or other band members telling me that you should do this or why don't we do that? I just did what I thought was cool. And that's why, you know, you've got funk and prog and jazz fusion. Like you said, folk gospel, there's a like Robert Plant, Alison Krauss type of piece on there, Celtic piece. Um, you know, it covers a lot of thing and I, a lot of, a lot of styles. I, I basically, um, when the pandemic hit, I sat down and wrote a song called The Weight of Silence, just myself. I recorded everything myself, acoustic guitars, keyboards, percussion, whatever. And I did a little video for it myself um, uh, using drone footage of all the empty cities and myself playing. And I put that out on YouTube. And uh, Troy Lucchetto, who you might know from Tesla, reached out to me and said, man, I love this track. It sounds great with drums on it. So I said, I never thought about that, but go for it. So he has a studio and he threw some drums on that song. And another friend of mine named Alan Hines, who's a top uh, jazz fusion guitar player, sent me some solo work and I edited that together. And, and then I reached out to Derek Sherinian from Dream Theater and, uh, you know, and put the song out again. Um, and then during this time I was uh, composing a recording. I just reached out to friends of mine from, you know, from, you know, you know, guys yeah. from like Big, you know, Skid Row, Tesla, Dream Theater, Jane's Addiction, Asia, the list goes on of uh, friends I have from being having such a long career and also doing Ultimate Jam Night, having well over 2000 guests and a lot of them re- reoccurring so that we've become really good friends. And I just basically said, hey, dudes, check this song out. You want to play on it? And they dug the music and they just volunteered to jump on and play. So that's the way it's supposed able- to be, right? It's not supposed to be well, like, I need to ask my manager or I need to ask my so-and-so if I can no. do this. You know, they just said, look, this is great stuff. Let's play. Yeah, exactly. And I was able to kind of, you know, handpick guys I thought would be great, great for a certain thing. Like I wanted a Jeff Beck style guitar 
thing on, on a song. So I reached, there's two songs that have that style. I reached out to Toshi Nagi, who's Jimmy Kimmel's guitar player on, on the show there, who's a brilliant solo artist, and Jude Gold, who's from the Jefferson Starship, who's also a brilliant guitar player. So I was able to just tap into guys that I thought the song would resonate with and also that would they would want to do it. And um, and they had the right style for that that song. And, and um, I have, you know, I recorded like five songs that I finished and I had a bunch of other ones in different states. And then I did a video for um, the Bjork song that I covered, Army of Me. And then at that point, I realized, I go, you know what? I think I've got something here. This really sounds cool. And I shopped it around and Cleopatra signed it and um, I finished the album and it's out now everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, every platform has it and uh, YouTube has all the songs and there's also four videos that I put together of songs on, on, um, on YouTube. And, uh, you know, Cleopatra records has the actual CD. If people still get CDs nowadays, you can get it at Amazon too. A couple of us do. <laughs> yeah. There's a few, but it's, it's strange. I actually, a couple of the musicians, I said, Hey, I got you a copy of the record, you know, uh, thanks for playing. And they go, Oh man, I don't even play CDs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, music, you know, people have become tech, technological geeks over the last couple of years so you never know you know but it's always nice i like to have the physical copy in my hand Me too. i like to read i like to read you know the liner notes and find out who's playing on who and it's so funny because this one i have the download of it as opposed to having the physical copy of it so i made lots of notes and i got things like that on on this particular well, thing but uh I'll make get one then junk man okay what's that I said, I'll make sure you get one. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. And what's it. cool about it, too, again, you know, you've tapped into more friends. The cover work on it is just incredible, man. It's And it's by another one of your long-term friends, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. you know what? Um, some people probably don't know, but I, I've also dabbled in graphic design myself and yep. worked for three different labels in the 90s. Yep. And I designed the, the Ultimate Jam Night logo and all this stuff. But when the best guy in the business happens to be your very close friend and says, Hey, I'd, I'd be, I love the music. I'd love to do your CD package. Of course I'm going to say yes. Yeah. 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 And we're it's really awesome. And that's Glenn Wexler is, yeah, uh, is Glenn who Wexler. we're talking about. Who's yeah. Again, yeah. an old time friend of yours. You people know him from designing albums for Van Halen, you know, the very famous, uh, um, uh, missing persons album, uh, lots of others. I mean, he's just, yeah. you know, just an incredible talent and a nice guy. Yeah, he's he's freaking awesome and and a really great guy, super talented. So, but yeah, the the cover artwork on this. So, you know, if you're going to buy a CD for your friends this Christmas, you know, this is this is the one you're going to want for a lot of different reasons. Not, you know, is it available on vinyl too as well, Chuck? No, it's not. No. Uh -uh. But I mean, this is one of the ones where you you know, what if you're going to have the cover in your hand, and you're looking at the package and stuff like that's beautifully packaged. So, you know, um I don't need hey. to say you got a nice package, but yeah, on the record, absolutely, Chuck. <laughs> hey, yeah. you're the junk man. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> we can go there with that. Um, you know, it's funny. The interesting, uh, there's so many, like we've talked about, there's so many different avenues that you've gone on this record. And what I like is every song seems to have not only a message, but also it just... Uh, you listen the more you listen to it the more you like it you know and i've always loved records for, like that way because there's so many different people that you can turn it on to like wow i got a friend of mine that loves this style of music maybe he'd really like that or you know and there's just so many different ways to go um the new single that you're putting out is you know it's an anti-war song and it's a perfect time right now because you know there's conflict going on in well, the world right now you know 
it's a song called Throwing Stones. And actually the lyric um, and vocals were done by Joe Retta, who you might know yep. from the Sweden trans Siberian Orchestra and a bunch of different things. He's a phenomenal singer. Yep. Um, we collaborated. Yeah, he's a great guy. We were in a band called Heaven Earth. Yep. I did an album when he was in it. Um, and we became, you know, struck up a close friendship then. And I thought he'd be perfect because he's a kick-ass R&B style singer and it's a very funky tune. And one reviewer compared it to, um, what did they say? It was like Primus meets Stevie Wonder. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He actually wrote the lyric um, pre the Russian invasion, just before it. And it's just, you know, it's it's sad serendipity that that happened. But the lyric is basically, as human beings, we realized that we could throw a rock at somebody to get our way. And we're still like throwing grenades and launching missiles and whatever. That's my land or that's my yeah. you know, deer, whatever it is. It's like when the question is, is how much longer until we learn, you know, yep. that war's, war is not the answer. Well, also, anyway, our good friend Lanny Cordola is on it, too, correct? Pardon? Our good friend Lanny Cordola is on that particular track, Actually, too, right? Yeah. So, um, how this came about, there are three songs on the album that um, have my late friend Pat Torpy, you know, from Mr. Big, playing right. drums, and Lanny Cordola, who was over in at the time in Afghanistan. Um, what happened was, is I was looking for some music files, and I stumbled on these recordings that we did um, before we used to go over to Pat's house and just record all the time. And, you know, these songs only had rhythm guitar, drums and bass and, and army of me had some guitar soloing on it, but that was it. And I heard these and I go, man, this stuff is too good. Not to, not to, uh, put out there. And it's stuff I was involved in writing with them. And I just said, um, decided to finish those three songs. And, uh, that's how Lanny, um, is on the as you know he's a very dear friend of yours as as he is with me yeah, and, and long time and i just felt like i needed to honor pat too because it's it's killer it's you know just for, to have it disappear into nothingness i, right. I mean, it's just it is too good to let it go so i took it upon myself to finish those those three songs which has throwing stones army of me um is, is uh the one that i did the video for but in the video is tasha jones um she volunteered to uh, to lip sync to or drum sync to uh, Pat's drumming, which was really great. She's she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and and then uh, it never fails is the other one that that those guys are on. Yeah, it's amazing. And and Lanny again is doing so many wonderful things too. Um, you know, yeah. getting you know girls in Afghanistan to learn how to play guitar, but that that's for another day. The fact yeah, is that, that you guys were all been friends for a long time. We were able to piece this away, even after Pat uh, passed away. It's just, it's a beautiful yeah. tribute, man. So. Thanks. Yeah. I'm, it's like I said, it's just too cool music to let, just let it disappear into nothingness, you know? So. And again, a song with a message, as you said, you know, un unfortunately uh, the serendipity with, uh, as you said, with, uh, with the war yeah. that's going on yeah. in, uh, in Russia. So. Right. We, we actually uh, at Ultimate Jam that we um, we did a benefit for for the World Central Kitchen. We raised money to, for the Ukrainian uh, refugees and we actually had a family um, that had their house uh, bombed. Um, they, got, they were relocated to Los Angeles. We had them get on stage and the father talked and their seven year old daughter sang We Are the World. It was a really special night. We had some Ukrainian musicians perform. You know, we try to do what we can with ultimate jam as far as we raise money for the homeless here. And, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You guys do nothing but things. great stuff, man. But so. yeah, it's, it, you know, you, you've got some kind of a platform. I do what I can, you yeah. know? 
Well, you're a busy guy, and it's again, it's yeah. showing in this particular record. So let's jump into it right now. And uh, um, again, this is from Chuck Wright's Sheltering Sky. This is uh, the latest single from it. It's called Throwing Stones. And uh, we'll be back with Chuck in just a moment. throwing stones uh now is there anything like my main question to you is with all these all these particular tracks and things like that how do you know when it's done you know i mean obviously you're a musician there's always going to be more to the story on just about every one of your songs how do you know when a song is finished uh 
I don't know if they're ever completely finished. I think most people, when they when they think they're done, they listen to the final product. They go, "Oh man, I wish I would have yeah. added this, or I wish I would have mixed this louder." Or I don't think you're ever completely 100 satisfied with everything. But I am pleased with all the performances by everybody. Oh, absolutely! Awesome. Everybody brought their A game. Yeah, uh, totally. And and you know, I I have have a friend named Tim Jansons who's an award winning uh, film composer. Um, and a cinematographer and a bunch of other things, but um, we become good friends through one of the singers named Whitney Ty, who's on three songs on the album, and he co-produced five of the tracks with me. And because of his film background, and I have a little film background, the record has a very cinematic feel to it. Sure, there's a there's a lot of things that I could hear on either a TV show or a movie, you know, for sure. Yeah, the soundtrack, absolutely. And yeah. uh, I don't know how much material you've got laying around, but yeah, I'm thinking there's got to be at least two or three more of these coming from you. Do you think there's some of them? I mean, this I have, is just, it I just makes some, you want more. I have some material left, but, um, I, I, you know, maybe someday I'll get, I'll get to it again uh, if time permits. And I really, it was an interesting process. It took a long time, obviously, yeah. but working with so many different people and going back and forth with each guy, you know, most of the guys recorded um, themselves um, in in their studios or, or whatever they had, and and uh, so it's a, it's quite the process to do it like that. And I would edit things together here, then I would have it mixed at a real studio. So that's partly why it sounds so great. Now, how many different bases did you use on the project? Well, actually, there's a song called "Farewell Horizon." Uh-huh. I play three bases on that. Wow. Yeah, I have, you know, of course, not all at once, but yeah, (laughs) no, no, they're they're No, they are actually on that track. There's three bases going. Um, But um, what I did do, um, which is kind of cool, is I used my fretless bass as a passing melodic instrument, the way guys would use electric guitar in between a chorus and a verse. There's a setup for the next verse. And I would do some some nice uh, fretless work. There's a couple songs like that and also a fretless melody during a chorus while the other bass is playing the low end. That's like a bass relay. That's great. Two bass going on, you know, or three. Um, And it's not, it's not, this is not a bass solo album, you know, like you would, you would get from somebody like uh, Stu, my friend Stu Ham. Right. Or not that kind of thing. Um, It's more about songs and lyrics and, you know, uh, different styles and um, a lot of different instrumentation. Um, It's more of that kind of thing. Well, knowing you, you know, and I know a lot of your influences and a lot of things that you've been involved with, I could see so much of that in this, and it's it's very personal, and uh, I love that about a record. When, when it, it is, when you know, is. Uh, one of the songs um, <clears throat> it's called "See You on the Other Side," um, that you know people often ask, "What inspires you to write a song?" Well, you know, usually it comes from different things. Sometimes you're just sitting down playing and you start writing a groove. Or, or another song inspires you. Well, in the case of this song, I got the phone call that Frankie Benelli, who you know, you know, with Quiet Riot, had passed, and it brought back the feelings of losing my mom and other friends of mine, um, over the, like Pat Torpy and John Pernell and other people that were super close to me. And I just wrote that song, and at one time, from the beginning to the end, I even had the chorus idea, the lyrics, and it just all happened at one time. Um, and then I finished the verses with a singer by the name of August Jung, who Frankie had been working with, and that's why I reached out to him. It kind of has a Zeppelin vibe to it. It so does, it, absolutely. And he he was in a, a Frankie played in the Zeppelin 
tribute band as well called Mr. Jimmy in August was a singer on. And I also reached out to Joel, who's the keyboard player in that band. I wanted to have people involved in the song when I started putting it together that were close to Frankie. And then it grew from there. I mean, there's five different guitar players on that particular song, mm-hmm. including myself. I play acoustic guitar on, on most of the songs and some electric and some keyboards and, oh, you know, a bunch of different things. But um, I try to get um, as many great pl- people involved as I could. And I also, even though I've sung on most albums that I've been in, like all the, like when you hear Come On, Feel the Noise, that's me singing background too. But um, I chose, to, I didn't want to diminish my record by having me be the lead singer. So yeah. I brought best guys like David Victor was saying with Boston. And like I mentioned, Jeff Scott Soto and, and Joe. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. Yeah, it just, it, it's again, it's, it's very personal and I love that, you know, and again, now you're talking about the other side too, as a tribute to Frankie and and Pat and things like that. I can see it in a whole other way now too. So that's the beauty well, of music, as you know. You know, you can yeah, use that. Exactly. It's trying to be. It's a positive. You know, taking a negative and trying to make it positive, uh-huh. and that's what that song's about. And same thing with giving up the ghost. And that song's another balladish kind of song that's basically about letting go, and and you know moving forward. You know, it's a song of hope, which. That's when I saw, we were talking about the album cover when Glenn pre- presented the vulture leaving the desolation of the desert. I go, tell me what, what you're thinking with this. And he goes, well, it's basically the vulture represents death and we're coming out of a pandemic and it's flying off. It's leaving the desolation as an eclipse is ending. And I go, wow. wow. Yeah, that's Heavy. pretty deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's what a true artist comes up with, you know. This is this is right. the, this is the thinking behind it. It's not all visual, you know. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, the first track that you had sent to me when that when I when you told me about that you were doing this, it was probably during the pandemic. Was that was the the cover of the Bjork song "Army of Me"? Um, right. Why that one? Well, again, going back to um, the tracks uh, that I found. Um, that song happened because Pat Torpy was saying, man, I really dig the way that Bjork sampled that John Bonham. Yeah. Uh, She's incredible, you know, John, man. Pat played with Robert Plant, you know, so he goes, I really love that. And I go, well, let's jam on it. So we jammed on it and recorded it. I'm not even playing the Bjork bass part. You know, I kind of played my own version of it mm-hmm. and it was so cool. When I found it, I go, Oh, I want to finish this. And then I reached out to Whitney Ty and, and she loved Bjork and we, started developing the song that way but and then i did the video for it i reached out to a uh, a friend of mine named drew lanius who's a 3d animator and at the time it was during the unrest that was going on here with the riots and ruth ginsburg had just passed and so i i i created um or with him the uh, army being uh, an army of ruth ginsburg's wa- uh, marching on washington representing you know human rights basically so that's wow. it kind of political message to it yeah it's a little bit message than bjork's but it works yeah absolutely i mean but but again it sets such a tone of uh just it you kind of drift listening to it you know you put yourself in another place and i love that about things so when you sent me that knowing you i'm like wow he's in a really cool place right now to be able to do this and it just it came out of it came out of it was something that i wasn't expecting and uh, i really love what you did with it that was my first single out of the box with this album. And, and, you know, a lot of people just know me from, from the hard rock, quiet riot vibe thing and, and kind of 
everybody's kind of going, what the hell? <laughs> you know, yeah. but it, but it's good. Cause that song is pretty powerful. Um, and it's certainly pretty heavy too. So yeah. kind of in a real kind of heaviness yeah. to it. I love what you've done with it, Chuck. I can't tell you this enough. I'm just, I'm so proud of you for, for putting out this record. And I, you know, it's getting noticed. You know, people like somebody, was it you that told me that you were considered for a Grammy at one time? Yeah, it was considered for a Grammy. And also the song, um, the first one I did won Best Instrumental and Best Video, um, Weight of Silence and the Rock Music Alliance Awards. Wow. Tony K gave out the award. And I didn't even know I was nominated. Wow. But uh, it's just, yeah, and every review has been, off the charts great yeah and um it, it's it's very gratifying and you know to have like steve picard from toto come up to me and go man i love your album i'm like what yeah, we'll <laughs> add know? another one here it's junk man approved man for sure it's just this is my kind of record simply because again there's so much into it and now that you're explaining it i appreciate it even more so let's uh Let's let's get uh, the listeners a look a listen to uh, your version of Army of Me again. Originally, it was done by Bjork, who she's a pretty bizarre artist, but always <laughs> comes through sure. with something really cool. Like she does things that you know you don't see it at first, and then you finally you finally get it. And I love what you've done with it because again, it brings you to another place, and it's just it's an awesome thing. So this is Army of Me again from. Chuck Wright's Sheltering Sky album, and we'll be right back with Chuck in just a moment, so enjoy this.
There you go, Army of Me. Yeah, there's there's some. Uh, one of my favorite bands is Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah, very. Pink you Floyd. might hear in some of the songs. There's like a lot of things going on underneath the surface, sounds and like there's newscasts going on in that song and yep. just uh, voices that you're hearing. And I've always loved that kind of element. To, uh, yeah, because every time you hear it, you hear something new. Like every time you listen yeah. to it, like I'll still listen to a forty-year-old Pink Floyd song, and I'll hear things that I didn't hear for years, right. depending on what kind of a system or headphones or whatever I'm using. You know, exactly. Which tells me I I I still have my hearing. Which <laughs> over the years of using headphones and being a drummer and being exposed to loud music, you know, a lot of people yes. I know <laughs> don't have that. So. I, you know, drummers' cymbals, especially Frankie, the cymbals have killed my upper end of my yeah. hearing. Yeah, you're in front of them. I'm behind them. So, yeah. yeah, I was getting nailed. Anyway. <laughs> That's the trade-off for looking at all the band members' asses all night. So. Oh, I thought about that. Drummers, it's all they get is the band That's members. it, man. That's all we get. So, you know. I know. But yeah, just oh, it's just it's an amazing thing, man. I, I again, I love when people take you to another level. And with this record, there's so many different levels that you go on, Chuck. I just I can't wait for more. So <laughs> keep them coming, oh, cool. man. Keep them coming. Oh. Now I know, like Mew and me and our good friend Sean from uh, Vintage Rock, we're big prog record, uh, prog fans, progressive oh, rock. Yeah. And uh, you've gone that route as well on this particular there's, record there's with Prague in it. And, you know, I first got into Prague. I was 15 driving. My friend was driving my mom's car and um, I didn't have a license yet. And and we drove by the Whiskey Go-Go and it said, yes, five dollars. And I said, I heard that band's really good. And so we went in and I, I had my mind twisted around and I totally got into Prague at that time in Genesis. I saw it at the Roxy and and I got into all that. So that and I had a Prague band kind of it was like a hard rock prog band uh, called satter that we headlined all the time all the clubs here in la and it was at the same time as playing with dubrow which became the mental health quiet ride album um but yeah that's always been a thing uh it's interesting you just you just mentioned tony k too is with yes maybe at that he, particular time too he was the keyboard player and then we became friends through um glenn wexler and i right. didn't even know he'd given away that award but um which is cool. Um, yeah, and he's over in Florida now, I think. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a prog guy, even though I've done rock. I've also co-produced with Lanny a couple reggae records, and we did an ambient trance record, and I played with Send Dog from Cypress Hill, doing some rap, heavy rap stuff. So, <laughs> I, you know, I do a lot of different styles. Yeah. And I love, I love funky bass playing. So there's a couple interesting uh, funk pieces on the album. You know, funk oriented. You know, like for lack of a better comparison, like Living Color or or something like that, or Primus or whatever. Yep. Yep. Well, again, you got to just keep digging into the pile, man. You know, it's again, it just yeah. keeps adding and adding and adding. Now, the track I'm referring to in terms of prog is a, a track called "It Never Fails," and you've got some great vocalists on that, and it just it's just got that whole progressive rock feel to it. And again, it's another one of those. It's a musician song, you know. It's actually starts off like kind of proggy and heavy and then it gets into uh a, like a trampled underfoot clavinet funky thing mm -hmm. and the vocal 
pretty damn funky. And then it goes into this trippy solo section that Scotty Hill from uh, Skid Row did. Yep. And you got Jeff Scott Soto on the vocals, who is it, who is all about all that. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I reached out to him, I said, I've got the perfect song because I know him, you know, when Ingve was uh, opening for Quiet Right back so many, like 30, over 30 years ago. Yeah. That's when I met Jeff and we've been friends since then. And I know he loves R&B. In fact, yep. he fits in with the Boogie Nights now and then, which is a disco band. And he's great at that stuff. Yep. So I reached out to him and I said, I got this really funky kind of proggy kind of tune um check it out and and he said yeah i'd love to do it and within a few hours honestly he sent me the the vocal tracks and i wouldn't change a thing it's killer wow he's such he's such a pro man he's got such power in his voice and it's just yeah, he puts it, out a lot of records a year doesn't he sure he does too. man he's prolific i'm yeah. telling you between he and richie Cotts and i they, i don't know who puts out oh. more the, the two yeah, of those guys are like recording freaks is <laughs> one of my top five favorite guitar players definitely yeah, yeah. well and there you go approach him for volume two man <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be good i could see it um so tell us about the the song in particular though like it never fails you said obviously it starts out in one way and then it ends up another way um lyrically or what what were you think what well were you, that, what... that that lyrically was that was written lyrically by pat twerpy mm-hmm. and and I mean, really, you'd have to, you can't talk, uh, unfortunately, sadly for all of us, you can't talk to him about it, but, yeah. but how you want to interpret that lyric, you know, it's, it's like some, it's basically like, she's always going to let you down. It never fails, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> I mean, okay. So that's basically what that, that is. But um, again, musically, it kind of takes you on an interesting journey, um, but it's, it's very, it's pretty aggressive. Um, and I, what I wanted to do was I mentioned Pink Floyd earlier, um, I have a friend that's in which one's pink and uh, Alan the, and he plays uh lap steel. And I really wanted that element um, to kind of change it up from just being a traditional kind of rock tune. Um, so on the beginning and the end, you're going to hear some really killer um, Pink Floyd ish styled um, lap steel guitar playing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I, again, I cannot congratulate you enough, you know, I love what you've done with this record, man. I just Thanks, I love man. everything you've done, and I can't wait for more. Believe me, I just I know I'll be waiting for a while, but at the same time, I know you got it in you. So, um, where can people find out more about about you, like websites and things well, like that that might not be familiar with your work? The easy the easy way is chuckwright dot com mm-hmm. and W R I G H T dot yeah, like like the Wright brothers, right. Um, there's all, also, I'm very, I'm on all the social media platforms. I have a Facebook, you know, Chuck Wright's official and then, um, you know, Instagram I'm on that. And as far as the album, you can find it on Cleopatra and on, on Amazon. Um, or as we like to say, just Google it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, <laughs> if you yep. want to find out that. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that, man. I mean, that's how long has that been going on now? Every just about every Tuesday night at the Whiskey well, and Go-Go? It, it took well, a break it, for a while, obviously, but it, it's not like that now. But um, yeah, we started in two, uh, 2015. It was every every uh, week we did a show and then um, and then the pandemic hit. And then after the pandemic, um, because I'm so busy, we just started doing um, every other week. Um, and then I got, then I started, I went in, I went to Europe for most of the summer with legends of classic rock and, 
there just wasn't time. So it's like when I can do it. So our next one is December 6th. Mm -hmm. um, and we're celebrating guitar heroes like Eddie Van Halen and Jimmy Page and Slash. Uh, and and uh, uh, my good friend Phil X, who's Bon Jovi's guitar player, is going to be oh, yeah. down there. Yeah, so it's going to be a killer night. And, you know, it's for the community. It's a free show. I've kept it that way. People go, I don't understand why this is free. And I go, well, it's for the community. And I'm asking my friends to come down to play. I'm not going to, like, go make money off of, the, off of them. I just want people to come in and have yeah. a good night. Their play. And it gives them an opportunity to play with people they might want to play with that they've never played with before. Which... And there has been an awful lot of people hooking up and becoming band projects and things like that, strictly oh. because of that, too, as you know. you know, I'm Yes, just... a huge list of, of, of uh, people that have gone on through Ultimate Jam Night. We found a busker um, named Derek Day on, on uh, <laughs> Thursday Promenade, and he just he just sang lead at the forum in front of Dave Grohl and, yep. and he's six for, yep. for the Hawkins. Uh, yep. His band classless and, act, man. I mean, yeah, he's, he's great. got yeah. it. He's got it. He's definitely got it. Yeah. And, he's got it. It's great watching people like that and, and you know, grow, you know, and Sam Bam Colton's now in yep. Pastor Pratt and Dorothy. And he was like a new kid playing with us. And that's one of the great gratifying things for me is seeing seeing the connections and the social hang and and people getting gigs and um so it's it's a good event you know if you're in hollywood it's you know the, at least uh tomorrow if we're doing it so come on down and then next year we'll be doing it again wow awesome chuck again i can't thank you enough for uh for calling in and and letting us know about the record uh firsthand you know um again oh yeah we'll uh anything you might want to add um I just hope everybody, you know, checks it out, you know, check it, you know, give it a listen. And uh, I hope to see you sometime soon. Absolutely. You definitely will. Um, okay. So again, this is called It Never Fails and it's brand new from Chuck Wright's Sheltering Sky record. Go out and get it, guys. I'm telling you, every track on this record is, will give you something new to think about and listen to and just enjoy. So here we go. Crank this up. This one's awesome. It features uh, not only Jeff Scott Soto on vocals, but also Eric Martin too is uh doing some vocals work on this as well and lots of other people so go check it out go get it add it to your collection chuck Wright's sheltering sky it's junk man radio
All right, again, from Chuck Wright's Sheltering Sky, that was It Never Fails, featuring Jeff Scott Soto on the vocals and Eric Martin on the vocals, too, as well. Great stuff. My thanks to Chuck for calling in. Go out and get this record. You'll be glad you did. Definitely Junk Man approved. <laughs> 